0: little bit like gnome but not quite as polish or maybe a little more polish i can't remember because i keep doing the same character over and over again i'm a little despondent because of my partner over there and i am ready to go eating unicorns And Brickwell, he, of course, he explodes, so he's like Pop Rocks of unicorns, but that's okay. It's a nice after-meal snack. I pick my teeth. He's kind of skinny, too. (laughs) But we get along great because you help us get along great by tuning in every week to Wrong and Wronger and James. That intro had a much better transition than the first one. I
1: I, I think we heard two different intros. I don't know that we're listening to the same thing. I thought we hit bottom. Every week, I think we hit bottom of the barrel. And this week, because I made you do it twice, I thought, well, at least I know what's coming. And then somehow you managed to dig a little deeper. I guess that's what I appreciate about you. That's my compliment. You always manage to surprise me, but always in the wrong way. (laughs)
0: Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to just bask in that one for a minute while I tell you that you're on Wrong and Wronger, and this is the podcast where James and I argue about things that don't matter to nobody except for seven of you, and you know who you are. You should be filled with shame knowing that you tune in. This is a guilty pleasure, this show of ours, James.
1: Yes, yes. I feel guilty just being on here. (laughs) Guilt is the preeminent (laughs) word. Oh, so we should have we should have called this guilty and guiltier. Are you having oxygen well, trouble is- trouble again? I thought we worked out your breathing problems last time. You know, I got no. I got a lot of reviewers last time just by saying you almost died, and that got people excited. But then they realized it said almost, and they were disappointed and they went away.
0: Maybe it was the same person like hundreds of times just watching that intro over and over and how awesome Olivas
1: is. It's like my kids watching The Grinch. They watch it 50 times. They get scared every time. It's like, you think something different's going to happen this time? You think there's a surprise ending? It's the same video every time. Kind of like we have the same argument every week. It's me and you bickering back and forth about something that doesn't matter. And I crush you handily like I did this last week. And then you pretend it didn't happen or make some excuse. So, So what's your excuse for losing last week? <laughs>
0: I wow, that question was posed in such a gentle manner. I'm glad you kind of eased me into that Mm -hmm. body blow. But I don't know. I you know what the problem is?
1: Yes, please tell me.
0: Is it you? Are you the problem? (laughs) I think that's what I've narrowed it down to. Well, the problem is you'll lie, cheat, and steal and do whatever it takes to win. And frankly, I, I don't play that way. Um, I am above board and honest and genuine all the time. And I even I pushed the alligator hat back a little bit on my forehead so people can see the honesty that comes through when I say that. So, yeah, if I want to be like you, I can win every week just by being like uh, the... Uh, Oh, what the really rottens, if you remember the old Laugh Olympics cartoons in the early 70s on Saturdays. Yes, I'm sure I, you I do, clearly
1: remember those from before my birth.
0: Mumbly. He, mumbles, he, he had all the bad guys on his team, and they would do whatever snaky kind of thing it took to win. And that's what you do every week, James. So that's what
1: I've figured <laughs> out, and I'm not going to stoop to that level. I don't know. I'll give you. I, I've been messing with my lighting this week. I tried to help you out. I thought maybe my natural beauty was giving me too much of an advantage, so <laughs> I tried to mess with my lighting. Tried to get the green screen behind me properly lit so I could kind of fade it out. It didn't work. I kind of look like a vampire right now under fluorescent lights. So that is my gift yeah. to you this episode. You you have somehow you probably look better than me, uh, which is which is shocking and almost impossible. So if you're watching this on video, <laughs> feel free to vote for Steve. If you're not gagging already at the sight of both of us, I, I'll give you a little bit of a head you start. Always,
0: that, that vampire, you always look like you were angry when you cut your hair. Like, uh,
1: you, you've got that sort of look to you all the time, James. This went from me being self-deprecating right now to you insulting my haircut all the time. I <laughs> think you missed the you spirit of the comment. That? <laughs>
0: my wife does this
1: haircut for your information in the bathtub because we're adults. Oh my god! my God. Did you not know that? I tell that story all the time. I have paid in my entire life $3 $3 total for a haircut. So growing up, my mom would cut everybody's hair assembly line style because I'm like tw- I'm one of 25 kids. And then I was out on my own for a couple months, and I was getting married, and I didn't have my wife to cut it yet. I didn't have my mom, so I was like, well, I'm going to go to the barber. It was a $9 haircut. I had a $6 off coupon. It was the worst haircut of my life. I looked stupid in all my wedding pictures. Well, well stupider than you would expect, some degree as stupid as expected. Then I got married, and my <laughs> wife took over, and she gave me this wonderful haircut, which we were all just going to pray because her haircutting skills are excellent and I won't hear otherwise.
0: Mm, Boy, this is some quicksand I'm not going to (laughs) dip my toe into. (laughs) James, you look great. Thank you. If that didn't come through in what I said before because it might have been misconstrued, (laughs) I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm misinterpreted in my compliments. And that is my compliment to you, James. I want to say your hair always looks dapper. Thank you. Every one of those hairs, even though they look like they came out of a Hasbro plastic factory, they're all perfectly in place. And kudos to your wife. I don't think she could cut your hair in a way that would make you look any better than you do right
1: now. (laughs) Very, very carefully worded. Well done. Well done.
0: Well, I guess you've already burned up your compliment to me I in did. a way that made me feel crushed and a bit disoriented. <laughs> that's, that's my goal. I, what we haven't done is introduce the topic.
1: What are we talking oh, about today? we have a not very good one. We're going to pretend it's great. We've got, which is better, fake plants or real plants? Now, why do you think that's not a good topic? I'm just trying to think of the number of times in my life I've gotten in a fight about this issue. I'm going to go with zero. And I'm trying to think of the number of times somebody else has gotten in a fight about this. And it's also going to be zero. But I also remember that we are so low on topics. This is probably our best choice out of what's left. So I am going to... Concede to you and give you this topic because I think you've got a few arguments up your sleeve that are probably as terrible as normal But you're really gonna commit to them and that's another thing. I admire to you when you just you go down the rabbit hole of being wrong And you just jump in there shamelessly. So I I can't wait to hear which side you argue for
0: Wow, all right. I speak fluent break. Well, so let me translate (laughs) for the listeners and the viewers what that meant What that meant was, he got busy today, and he's got nothing (laughs) when we have this phone call. (laughs) So Olivas comes up with a topic, which immediately makes it bad. Yes. That's what I took out of that. You are correct on every count across the board. (laughs) All right, so fake plants versus real plants. And while I may have never gotten into an argument with somebody about it, I have been confused several times because some of the fake plants are getting to look pretty good. And uh, I'm always irritated when I guess wrong, whether it's fake or real. So that's why it sprang to my mind. And we do have the fake ficus behind me right now to be Exhibit A. But what shall the
1: two sides of the Guam quarter of fate represent for you this week, James Breakwell? All right. Heads, I'm arguing real plants. Tails, I'm arguing fake plants.
0: Makes sense. Heads is real. Tails is fake. It is up. It is down. And it is tails. Whoops. Tales today on the Guam Quarter of Fate and you sir have fake
1: plants. Well thank goodness, because let's let's face it, we don't really need the oxygen from these minor little <laughs> potted plants. <laughs> That's your artist. You? Yes! <laughs> And people are like, oh, get you know, refresh the air and stuff. Like, the, the amount of air you get from a single ficus is meaningless. The oxygen is coming from the, the massive amounts of algae in the ocean. Like, I listened to a fascinating book the other day, because I listen to books. I'm an educated oh. person, unlike some people I know. And uh, it was about, like, various apocalypses the Earth has gone through. And the worst apocalypse wasn't when the dinosaurs died, and it's not in the future when the zombies are coming. It was actually when we got all this algae all of a sudden, and it converted the, the atmosphere from carbon dioxide, to oxygen and 95% of all life on earth died. There were like millions of years where nothing but algae could live because it had just taken over everything with these poisonous gases that we now live on. And you're trying to put one of these poison gas plants in your office. Now we live on those poison gases and we think it's great, but let's face it, it's a minor amount. It's not going to refresh the oxygen. What it's going to do is it's going to give you an obligation. It's going to give you something that you have to remember to water you know, before you go on vacation, before you leave the house, whatever. And you're gonna do one of two things. You're either gonna overwater it or you're gonna completely forget. And eventually that poor trap plant, it's, its it can't move, it can't run away, it's going to die. And you're going to feel bad. And after watering it for five or six years, it's going to just get thrown in a trash can. It's never going to produce any fruit. It's never going to make your house smell better. It's just going to sit there causing you to feel guilt and causing you to feel burdened. There is no advantage to a house plant. If you want to go out and plant a garden, great do that do some landscaping whatever house plants plants don't belong in the house if you're going to keep it in the house just get a fake plant it looks nice no upkeep you're done are you done i i am done i believe i have i have established my case firmly and there's no possible rebuttal you can offer
0: that was (laughs) it's all of this energy that you're exuding tonight that makes me wonder did he run out of things to say or did he actually die sitting upright (laughs) in his chair (laughs) Boy, if you spend your free time listening to books about poison gases and ocean slime, that actually describes or explains a lot about what goes on with you and behind your eyeballs. I read Marvel comic books, so that's all people need to know about the two of us. But, James, I can tell by the relatively despondent tone in your voice that you understand on the front end you're going to lose this (laughs) argument. Because... The vast majority of our listeners and our viewers are women, and they like to get flowers. Like, that's a cool thing. One of the things that the, the uh, ads on TV are angling in all of these flower companies is that men like flowers, too. And let me ask your wife, we'll call her the barber of India, <laughs> that... Is she going to appreciate you bringing home a fake houseplant on your anniversary or on your, her birthday or on Valentine? No, man, she wants flowers because flowers have a couple of advantages when they're real. One of them, and you can't argue this one, is smell and you and I know we don't smell the best. You and I in particular, and actually you. I'm just putting me in there to make you feel less bad about it, but flowers bring sort of this uh, this, uh, it's an effervescence into the air that they smell good and that's the first thing people do when they come upon a plant and that's what's so disappointing about a fake plant. That you lean in and you take that deep aromatic whiff and sometimes you get nothing. It smells like the menu at Denny's. Sometimes though, they smell great and that's what the real flowers bring. Plus they bring life and energy, and that's something that I know you're remarkably unfamiliar with this evening, but most nights, you got a little spring in your step, too. And that's what flowers can kind of push into a house. It brings life, It's like having a dog, only these smell good, and they stay in the same place, and they don't poop on the floor or break into your counters like pigs do. And uh, we've already argued real versus fake Christmas trees, and obviously the real ones are the best, not only for smell, but also they just have a certain warmth to them. And that's what real flowers have, life, positivity, and warmth. And I know those are all terms that you're not going to use to describe any aspect of yourself this evening, but even you, James, can relate to the attractiveness of those features.
1: You know, there's there's a common complaint uh, among women across the world. When men oh, tell wow, them, one. they say, men will say, are you tired? You look tired. And and I never understood why that bothered them. That's not something I would ever say to, to someone. I don't really talk to people in general except for you, which might explain the sad state of my life. <laughs> but like I was like, why is that such an insult? And then I realized you do the same thing to me all the time, it's like, boy, you sound all what? What's up with you tonight? It's like, what do you mean what's up with me now? I'm just here, I'm just talking, I'm just arguing. It's, you're tired, I, I am not tired, I am I am delighted, I am full of energy, I am me being wow. myself, and I am ready to win this argument, because you want a totally different direction. I was over here debating the, the office plants like you're talking about, like the ficus behind you, and now you pivot 180 degrees to, uh, to flowers, which is a losing argument. Because you know what? The second you cut those flowers, they start to die. Like, what could possibly be a worse symbol of love than something that's going to start shriveling and dying the moment they give it to you? Here's a symbol of our love. It should last three to five days. Have fun throwing it in the garbage when you're done. I, I, what what is that? And every day you got to go and pluck off some of the dead leaves as it just slowly decays and falls apart. There's nothing sadder than going by a cemetery that has real flowers in it because they're all shriveled up and sad. It's just so symbolic of death and everything else. Now the happy grave markers, the happy sites so where people go and get fake flowers, and those things look great 365 days a year. That's a family who loves you. And I don't give flowers to Lola. Those th- we have had some mishaps in the past, and it has been mutually decided that I will not be giving live flowers to anyone. I don't know that I can repeat those stories <laughs> without endangering my marriage, but yes, flowers have not been exchanged in, in, in well over a decade, and we are doing just great because of it. So give flowers at your own risk. That can always, always end poorly. But the fake flowers, they look amazing, and you can't tell the difference. Somebody the other day was telling me the story. They were complimenting their neighbor on, how do you always have your flowers look so great? And he goes, they're fake flowers. Mind blown. You can even use fake flowers outside. But I think here we're specifically talking about inside, and I think we can agree. Lower maintenance, doesn't die, lasts forever, always looks great. Worst thing you have to do is maybe dust it off once in a while. And if you yourself can't even tell, if you in your unexciting life are playing this game by yourself <laughs> of is it or isn't it a real plant, I imagine you in the in the Steve Olivas suite of these various hotels, as so you're on the road 350 days a year, just going up and poking a plant with bated breath to figure out if it's real or not. If you can't tell, then that fake plant is doing its job. So why not let it be fake? Let it be low-maintenance. Give the the hotel staff a break. Don't make them be gardeners, too. Just let them put the decoration in the corner and be done. And that is what I say with all of the energy in the world.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'm sure whatever argument you and Lola got into over the flowers led to that haircut. <laughs> so why don't we just roll the dice <laughs> and see how people can vote for me uh-huh. and life- and warmth.
1: If you want to vote for fake flowers and fake plants and me and winning, vote for 24. If you want to vote for live plants and Steve and a lifelong obligation before they fall apart and make you sad, vote for 42. <laughs> and if you want to throw your oh, vote away... I got
0: the magic number.
1: Vote for 14. You did get 42. I forbid you from taking 42 previously, and you got it by blind luck this time.
0: What do you mean you forbid me from taking it?
1: Did you re-roll once? No, back in the days when we were choosing numbers. it was I, I, I think I took that one. Oh. I took certain ones off the table. I took like 13, 69, and 42. There were some key ones that were going <laughs> to win for God, factors other, memory. other than the, the merit behind the argument. <laughs> I, I am all about fair competition here.
0: <laughs> all right. <clears throat> well, if you want to vote for James and all of the sadness that comes with being a vampire... <laughs> And uh, all the sadness that he'll never cop to. Vote for 24! If you want to vote for Steve, and the number that Steve doesn't quite understand why it's the magic number, other than I didn't realize James Breakwell was a baseball and a Jackie Robinson fan, but vote for 42, as uh, all of James's followers seem to talk about 42 also. Very into Negro League baseball and the rise of Jackie Robinson. With uh, Was it Branch Rickey or Walter O'Malley? I can't even remember, but we don't have time. James is sitting on that answer, just wanting to throw it out. And speaking of throwing it out, if you want to throw away your vote, vote for for 14. So that's it for another show. We have wrapped and you have survived. Congratulations to you. Until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And remember, two wrongs can make a right.